Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyer, your host. And soon I'll be giving you a different kind of greeting that we do during the feast and the nativity of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. But uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're certainly on our way. And to help us continue to move along that way, especially during this Advent season, or as we say in the Eastern churches, the Philip's Fast, we have some gifts for you. I know that there's a lot of gift giving during this season. So we have some special gifts for you. And those gifts are going to come to you not necessarily by way of St. Nicholas, but um, someone very similar. Jack Fiegel, our great friend here at Light of the East and from Eastern Christian Publications. Jack Fiegel, welcome to Light of the East. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever, Father. Glad to be with you again. Yeah, I see you've got your uh, big uh, St. Nicholas bag there, and you've got all kinds of treats in there for us. <laughs> well, yeah, we have we have lots of uh, goodies coming up for the, uh, the Christmas season, and... Uh, uh, new books and publications, and some old-timers as well that we've uh, put on special sale. So, yeah, we've got lots of goodies coming up for this Christmas year. But, you know, these, some of these old-timers, we were talking before the program, some of these old-timers would actually be new things to a lot of people. One of them was even new to me. So let's uh, just start, tell us about what you got in your, your big St. Nicholas sack of gifts there. Okay, well, the first one is is very appropriate for St. Nicholas Feast and, and the coming new year is a new magazine for kids with lots of activities in full color, and it's called Busy Kids, and that's spelled B-Y-Z-I, kids, as in Byzantine kids. Yes. Um, It's compiled and put together by a group of mothers who call themselves BusyMom.com that provide all sorts of activities for homeschoolers and for children growing up in the Byzantine Church, and perhaps to help with parish education for youngsters. It's got uh, a crossword puzzle, um, it's got a maze, it's got lots of activities, it's got a bookmark that you can cut out. So it's uh, it's really a fascinating a little publication that they've been designing electronically on their website for about a year now. Oh. And they've had so much demand for a print edition that we're going to collaborate and start publishing it in the January 2020 edition of Busy Kids. And again, people can get this how? 
So this is going to be available as a subscription. You can purchase a whole year's worth, or parish students can order a discount bulk of 10 copies in a package, and they'll all be available. They're available now on our website, ecpubs.com. In fact, in the top leftmost corner of our homepage is a complete page dedicated to Busy Kids. So if you look in the top left corner, you'll see B-Y-Z-I-K-I-D-S, and on there, you'll see uh, some more details about the magazine and how you can order online or download a, an order form and send it in by mail. So it's partly for uh, homeschool families, but it could be for anybody, right? Sure, sure. It could be uh, grandparents perhaps want to buy it for their grandchildren to have. Uh, they could, uh, uh, you know, it'll be mailed directly to the children at their homes. It's got educational lessons. It's got a mixture of multiple jurisdictions. What's fascinating about this group of mothers is that they come from all of the Byzantine right churches, if you will, the Ruthenians, the Ukrainians, the Melkites, the Romanians. They all have representation on this group. So it's, it's not for any one particular ethnic or cultural background, but it's across all Byzantine Catholics. Well, how did those ladies get, how'd they pull that off? I'm not, well, I think they just organized themselves. Uh, they're, in fact, all spread throughout the country. One is in Denver, one is in Wilkes-Barre, uh, two are here in the Washington, Virginia area. So they're spread around, and I guess they just sort of got together online and uh, thought that they would uh, start putting together resources and things. I think it started from the homeschool uh, part of, of the world, mm-hmm. where these moms sort of met each other online and and started pulling their resources of things they did for their own children at home that they started to share with each other. And now this has grown uh, to quite a, quite a website, busymom.com, singular, but the magazine is called Busy Kids. You know, Jack, it kind of reminds me of people like you, uh, people, lay people who just took the initiative to do things, to fill a need, and be creative, and, and take that initiative, and, and it worked. And a lot of things in our church have grown that way, have developed and grown that way, and in a, in a, and it's have been very, very beneficial to our church. Indeed, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy and pleased to be able to help these ladies get this into publication. We'll be handling the administration of all the subscriptions and the printing and distribution, uh, and they provide, a, provide all the content. So it's, it's being designed uh, by moms for moms to be able to use in families. What else have you got? We have a brand new book by one of our favorite authors, Father Jack Custer, a scripture scholar who used to teach at the seminary, is now the the rector of the cathedral in Passaic, New Jersey. A couple of years ago, he and some of his former students compiled a book called Back to the Garden. It was uh, reflections on the uh, uh, various readings from Genesis that we have during Lent, and now Father Custer himself has put together a book called Rejoice Isaiah, Hmm. which is, uh, I think, unique. I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, the daily readings from Isaiah that the Byzantine Church during Lent has at the sixth hour, the midday service. And uh, these are various reflections that he's compiled from his own experience at his own parish at the cathedral that he's put into a booklet form. And we're publishing it uh, now, in fact. It's available for purchase if uh, people want to buy it as Christmas presents for the coming fast, but certainly for the fast next year. And like Back to the Garden, it's going to be designed in a, a pocket-sized color magazine format like uh, Arthios's magazine. So it's, it's smaller in format. Uh, it's about 80 pages, so it's easy, quick reading. 
and there'll be uh, one or two pages per day throughout the fast, uh, reflecting on Isaiah. And one of the points Father Jack makes is that you need to read these reflections and then go look at the Isaiah passage for the day. He mm-hmm. refers to the passage, and there's an awful lot of nuggets of education from Isaiah that uh, that a lot of us miss because we don't do those readings. Yes. Well, that that sounds a that's a fascinating project. Yeah, so again, Rejoice Isaiah, the book is available online. There's a form to download. Parishes that might want to buy it in bulk get a discount for 10 or more copies. If they want to use it for adult programs throughout the fast to reflect as a group, it's it's a perfect kind of uh, Lenten devotion book uh, that can be used personally or in, in a group format. And again, they can get that where? Again, ecpubs.com. And it'll be under both new and featured books, as well as you can do a search on the website for Isaiah. Now, EC Pubs, that's uh, short, and that's your website, but it's basically a shortened form of Eastern Christian Publications. That's right. Yeah, Eastern Christian Publications, name of our, our little company, and ecpubs.com is the short form that we use for the, the website name. Now, you got some oldies, you said. Yes. Um, I Recently, because we have all these new publications, we've done a few other new books earlier this year, um, my staff said, uh, we don't have room to put the new books in the warehouse, so we've got to clean it out. So we've announced a sale that's good through December 15th that uh, people can buy from a list of 30 titles that we've listed on the flyer, any five of them for $50, which means it's just $10 a book. And some of the books are valued at $25, dollars $35, so it's uh, quite a big discount. Uh, these are the kinds of books that we've had for years. We've got, a, you know, uh, sort of a, an overstock, if you will, so we're, we're offering them at a great discount uh, for $50 for, for a five-pack. And you can order multiple five-packs, so if you want to order 10 or 15 of these books, you can do that. Some folks have ordered 10 or 15 copies of the same book so that they could use it for adult education. And some of these oldies are books like the book we published of Father Chris Zuger on the history of the Diocese of Mokachevo, the Transcarpathian Byzantine Catholic Church called Finding a Hidden Church. We have a series of four books of homilies for the liturgical year written by Father John Zayak. We have a book called Carpatho Rusins and Their Neighbors, with essays in honor of the scholar Bob Mogachi about the Carpatho Rusins and uh, the, the Carpathian Mountains, where Father Tom, you and I come from, uh, and a whole series of books by Father Robert Slazinski's on various feast days. He's written a 100-page monograph on the Holy Encounter, uh, the Pentecostarian, Holy Theophany, the Theotokos Mary, and the Holy Transfiguration. Now, if someone goes to your website, they will be able to see all these books, other than exactly what's available, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, on the homepage, there's a link for the warehouse sale, to download the order form. There's also, you can buy the warehouse package online. And uh, so, yeah, all these are on the same website, ecpubs.com, and you can see links and the menus on the homepage to get to each of them. So these are things that are just, you know, marvelous gifts for not only the Christmas season, for any time, right? What You know, what can be a better gift than to enrich your faith with these kinds of materials? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's in a, uh, a wide range from history to some biographies, homilies, just a lot of information. We have a couple of collected works by Archbishop Sevillot on ecumenism. We have the uh, biography of Blessed Theodore Romja, His Life and Times. Uh, just a, a whole bunch of books, like I said, 30 of them that I picked out of our warehouse 
that we have uh, a bit of an overstock that we're offering at a, at a discount so we can make room for, for new books and maybe some other new ones next year. Well, I hope the listeners have found your comments and what you're offering very helpful, Jack, because I'll tell you, I'm often asked, uh, you know, Father Tom, where can we go to learn more about the Eastern Rites? You know, they always, people always want that one-stop, you know, one-shop-stopping kind of source, you know. <laughs> and uh, so usually I send them to Eastern Christian Publications. So hopefully anyone listening here will find this to be very, very helpful, especially during this Christmas season. So definitely, if you want to learn more about the Eastern Christian churches, you get that particular book on these different aspects of our faith and spirituality and history, one of the best places to shop is ecpubs.com. That's that's uh, from Eastern Christian Publications with Jack Fiegel. So ecpubs.com. Jack, I wanted to thank you for being here. I know you have a lot of gifts to give to people, so you got to get on your way too, like St. Nicholas. Right. <laughs> but right. hopefully uh, people will be, will be going online and doing some good shopping this season. Well, thank you, Father, and, uh, and I hope everyone has a blessed nativity season. Thank you, Jack. God bless. Bye-bye. I'm Father Thomas Leia on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion, and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. I'm Father Thomas Loya, and I'm inviting you to Christmas on the Prairie. Come and hear the story of the real St. Nicholas and take a ride with him in his own horse-drawn carriage. Saturday evening, December 7th, from 2 to 6 p.m., an indoor and outdoor family event. Experience the beauty of a Byzantine church, and homemade Christmas bake sale items are available. Christmas on the Prairie at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Saturday, December 7th, from 2 to 6 p.m. You're, you're listening to Father Thomas Loyan on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyan, your host. I hope if you were listening to the first half of the program that you enjoyed the interview with our good friend Jack Fiegel from Eastern Christian Publications. His website is ecpubs.com. Oftentimes I am asked, as I mentioned to Jack, that many of you ask me, well, where can I go to find out more about the Eastern Churches, that one-stop shopping place? Well, Jack's place is one of the best, ecpubs.com. And speaking of shopping, but also preparing for this season of the Nativity, we are in that preparation period. In the West, of course, they call it the Advent season. In the East, we're well into the Philip's Fast, which began really on the evening of November 14th, because that's the Feast of St. Philip. It just happens to be 40 days before Christmas, and that the penitential season that we use to prepare for Christmas in the Eastern churches is 40 days. It's very much like Lent. We actually have these preparatory periods before the major feast days that are of different variation, different length. The big ones before Christmas and Easter are 40 days. Others are maybe two weeks, maybe a couple days. But basically, there is a penitential season, a way of sort of cleaning house, getting ready for the coming of a great important guest, the coming of the bridegroom Christ to his bride that we wait for on Christmas. And as we do prepare for that, there's some other things that we ought to be doing. And I'm going to divide that up into three basic areas. It's the classic trilogy of 
prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. When it comes to prayer, we're referring to our prayer life. In other words, it's a rather comprehensive term, a broad term. You see, oftentimes what we do during the preparatory period, during the Advent season, the period period leading up to Christmas, especially because of what the world does to us, the pressure of the world, we just get caught up in it like a tsunami. What it's doing and what we get caught up in is really what I call the crumbs of the bread. Now, breadcrumbs can be tasty in themselves, but they're not the bread. I mean, when you want bread, you want the bread, even though you might lick the crumbs, especially if the bread is good. And that's the case with Christmas. Christmas, this event of our Lord's nativity and everything that goes along with it, is like a great tasty piece of bread. In fact, where Christ was born, where he came into this world in the flesh, Bethlehem means house of bread, and he is the bread of life. So we want the bread itself. Now, we want Christ himself. That's the whole point. But even the crumbs are tasty. And the crumbs is what I would refer to as things like, yes, the gift giving, the songs, the celebrating, the getting together. Those things are all good in themselves. The problem is they've become the bread for us, even though they're just bread crumbs. In other words, they come from the bread, so they're good and they're tasty, but they're not the bread itself. The bread itself is the bread of life himself, Jesus Christ. So we have to be doing Jesus Christ. We have to be entering into that relationship ever more deeply with Jesus Christ. God incarnated himself. He became the creation while he is the creator. Imagine that creator becomes his own creation while remaining as the creator. An incredible mystery. This incarnational mystery is about the invisible God, invisible realities, heaven, the next life, uniting with this life, this finite life, infusing himself into this world, his own creation, becoming his own creation. And because he did that, it's something like when the sun strikes a plant, it changes it, it enriches it, it enlivens it. And the same thing with Christ coming into the world. God himself has inserted himself into his own order of creation, and that changes everything. And we should know that. We need to acknowledge that and live as though that is a reality. I know we all love manger scenes or nativity scenes. I like them. And certainly that's what is depicted in the famous icon of the nativity, the Byzantine icon. And we call Christmas, the nativity in the Byzantine church, we actually have another name for it, another description, a couple of them actually. One is the divine condescension, the divine condescension. God condescends, he humiliates himself, he lowers himself, he bends the heavens. Another word is kenosis, it's a Greek word, which means he empties himself. It's the great self-emptying of God. Think of that. Think of what a humiliating experience that was for him to lower himself, an infinite God, to become finite while still being God, putting himself into a finite body of a human being and walk around this finite world while he himself is infinite, infinite. Well, in the icon, just like in nativity scenes and manger scenes, have you ever noticed you see every aspect of the created order? At the very top of the icon, you see the heavens. You see angels coming from heaven. You see the star coming from heaven. Then you go down from the top of the icon, you see creation. You see a cave. You see rocks and trees. 
And you see then human beings even see water. In the lowest corner, you actually see the devil disguised as a harmless old shepherd man, but he's tempting Joseph to doubt the virgin birth. So you go from top to bottom with every aspect of creation, every aspect of the next world and this world, which means that the incarnation, this event of Christ's birth, was the union of the two. And that's why in the icon, it depicts everything, the entire cosmos. And if you look at a Byzantine icon of the nativity, with, with Christ very in the center there and his mother, his virgin mother next to him, but in larger proportion, she's actually in much larger proportion, but he's in the center and he's in like a cave. If you ever noticed, when you look closely at the cave and the rocks around the cave and so on, they're lit up like the edges, like this light sort of dinging off of them. Well, that light is coming from Christ. What that is saying is that Christ, the true light who comes into the world, you know, his glory his, his kingliness is shimmering and, and radiating out and touching creation. Even the rocks are being sanctified. Remember, Jesus said that even if people were to be quiet, the rocks and trees would sing his praises. And that's what the icon is showing. So all of creation now is infused with the presence of God, has been touched by God. And this is what makes the created order holy. This is what lies behind the church's teachings, and its attitude, its spirituality to the whole created order. It's because everything is touched by God. So everything has to be approached in a way that is sacramental. You don't have to be an environmentalist or environmentalist extremist. We oftentimes have to say, you don't have to be that to respect the environment. All you have to do is look at the icon, look at the miracle, the incarnation that the icon is depicting and know that, wow, heaven has touched earth which means that everything, even rocks, have their own kind of dignity and character. Even rocks reveal and have the presence of God in them in some way, but most especially, of course, the human person. So the icon depicts then this incredible miracle, the incarnation. So to meditate on that is part of our prayer life. So we need more silence. We need a calm down to quiet because we want the bread. We don't want the bread crumbs. I mean, they're okay. You can do your shopping, your baking, all that, but don't make the bread crumbs your Christmas. Go for the bread itself, the bread of life. If nothing has changed in your life for the better, you know, if you're the, still the same cranky person, we're still fighting about the same things with the same people. We're still agitated by the same things, then we really haven't tasted the bread. The crumbs aren't going to do it for us. Sorry, as nice as they are, the crumbs aren't going to do it for us. All the merrymaking, the decorating, the getting together, all nice things, crumbs, but it's not going to change. It's not going to fill us. If you want to be filled, you have to eat the bread, the loaf itself, not just the crumbs. So too with Christmas, we should seek to become different, to be changed. And we do that by increasing and expanding our prayer life. And then by the fasting, which you should know about already and be practicing, no meat or dairy on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, according to the Byzantine tradition, or some variation thereof. See, the world tells us to take on, to consume more. It's one Christmas party after the other. Food and eating and shopping and celebrating. Joy, joy, joy. No, not yet. Not yet. The guest hasn't arrived yet. So what do you do when you're waiting for the guest? You get everything in order. 
get yourself in order, get your house in order. You clean up, you straighten up, get on your proper game face to accept this guest and, and to be a good host. It's the same thing because we've got the ultimate guest coming, Christ. And you have to live this as though Christ really is coming for the first time. That's what we do in the church. That's the genius of the church and its liturgical tradition. We enter into these events as though they're happening for the first time. And finally, almsgiving, increased charity. If we're praying and we're fasting, that should make us holier. It should open up our hearts, make us more generous, more magnanimous, more grateful. And we look at how we're giving. Re-examine how you're giving even to the church. Are we giving what we should give financially? Are we giving what we should give of our time, talent, and treasure? Remember, we've been given the ultimate gift. And the only response, the only honest, adequate response to receiving so incredible a gift as redemption, as salvation, as Christ himself, is to return that with our own gifts. Time, talent, treasure, charity to others, increased devotion to our church, repair a relationship, mend broken relationships, especially marriages and families. Make the atmosphere in your home like that of the Holy Family. Let this Christmas season, this Christmas event, let this Christmas event change your life. I mean, really change it, starting with yourself, then emanating out to your household, and from there beyond to the world. Christ came to make things different, to make things new. I want to thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit byzantinecatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Monsignor Charles Pope. And I always say to my my people, my parishioners, for you I'm your pastor, with you I'm your brother, but from you I'm your son because they have formed me so beautifully over the years and taught me to trust God and to praise God. And they brought the Holy Spirit alive in me in just ways I could never have imagined, you know, coming out of seminary. I had all the intellectual stuff in the seminary, but my priestly heart has been formed by my people. Morning Glory, Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.